0: If you do not have a healthy attitude and you feel negative about money, then no amount of money in the bank is going to change your relationship with money. Hey, it's Dee and this is Converse In My Head by Dee Gondor, a podcast of decluttering consciousness. In here, I talk about my learnings, ideas, and thoughts about mental health awareness and wellness through intentional living. These are the insights that I value, and I'm hoping that this podcast with each episode will add value to you as well. All right. Hi, guys. Today, our topic I wanted to talk about letting go of unhappy money. So, this is still part of the Letting Go series that we have, and this is going to be the final part of that series so you may be wondering why is assessing my relationship with money a big deal for me or why is it supposed to be a big deal for you as well i've learned that the kind of relationship we have with money you know that our attitude towards it is a reflection of the quality of our life so if this is a first for you it may sound strange and a bit cringy to you but if you wanted to understand how is this called happy money affecting you massively stick with me okay one of my favorite books about money which actually changed the quality of my life meaning relationship and attitude towards money is ken honda's book called happy money so the principles stated there were so true and have been very helpful in healing some of my money wounds i got from you know my family um, the society my environment the culture actually as a filipino citizen and i love the idea where ken said it's not how much money you make or have that makes you have happy money or unhappy money it is the energy with which your money is given and received that determines your flow. Okay, let's step back a little bit and define some terms we'll use in the next minutes of the show. Happy money means whenever you spend your money, it makes you happy, obviously, and you're having fun. <laughs> unhappy money on the other side is the opposite. It is when you spend your money, you know, and you feel unhappy, worried, bitter, and all those quote-unquote negative emotions so you're getting the idea now what's so surprisingly interesting is when you take a pause and really reflect on your money attitude whenever you receive or spend or give away your money goosebumps (laughs) some guiding questions would be how do you feel about money received how do you feel about money spent how do you feel about money given etc yes We do have bills to pay, we have responsibilities to maybe our spouse, or family members, your employees, business partners, the community, all of those, right? However, pay attention to what I'm gonna say. At the end of the day, how we feel about money is what we can control. And to expound more about this, it doesn't matter how much you have or make, right? It is your feeling about money that determine your wealth. Now, I remember watching one of the many interviews of Bill Gates, you know, when he was asked about his daughter's future marriage, like, would it matter if the man is wealthy or not? And he said, yes, it matters. And I really loved the essence of his answer. So the gist is that the billionaire said that the real wealthy people are those who possess a wealthy heart rather than lots of money. And a wealthy person is open for New ideas, learning, and growth, and changes. While poor people are the opposite. In conclusion, being wealthy isn't about having loads of money or being a billionaire. True, there is happiness and peace of mind that having financial freedom brings, but you don't need to be a billionaire to feel those, right? Going back, what I'm saying is, If you do not have a healthy attitude and you feel negative about money, then no amount of money in the bank is going to change your relationship with money. There are a lot of money wounds. I've noted this one earlier. The root of my money wounds may be different from yours since we are all unique individuals. But if you wanted to look deeper to understand how your current relationship with money is, you may want to look into the culture, the environment, and the People you grew up with, your caregivers even. What is their attitude towards money? Are caregivers or family members are a huge part of this money relationship? What myths, right? Did they pass on to you that you still believe and needs debunking? There are a lot, actually. It's in a lot of money books, even in T. Harve Ecker's Millionaire Mindset Intensive Program. And I wanted to share some money myths um, with you today and together, let us start working on letting go of the unhappy money. So let's start with myth number one. I'm too old to save for retirement. Does that ring a bell? And that isn't true. Well, while it's true that you're better off starting at age 25 than at 50, the past is past, right? We must stop looking at the past But instead, look ahead, we're still alive, we're still here, and we can be future-ready. It's never too late, and it's never too early neither. Myth number two, I'm too young to save for retirement. (laughs) Absolutely a lie. (laughs) Ever heard of compound interest? Also, the earlier we save for retirement, the better peace of mind we have, right? I mean, why should we wait when we're old enough, quote-unquote? Before being prepared. Myth number three. I don't make enough money to save. I used to tell this myself when I was just starting to work for someone else. I used to say, I don't have enough money to save. But again, it's a lie. It just depends on your priority. Yes, privilege plays a huge role as well. But if you have a system and discipline, those two combos really help. I used to do the 80-20% principle in saving, but it wasn't sustainable for me. It's like 80% for expenses and the rest goes to savings. It isn't just sustainable. And most often than not, it's unhappy money for me. What worked for me, and I'm really a fan of this T Harv Ecker's money jars. So please, please, please take a look at that if you wanted to build systems for savings, especially if you're just starting. As for me, I have the essential money jar suggested plus some other fun jars I've added along the way. But I'll be sharing with you the six basic ones from the system. So again, it's called the money jars. First jar is 10% and that is for financial freedom account, meaning this is the money you save to invest your golden goose, so to speak. You can use it for stocks, real estate investments, passive incomes, and any other investments that you can create more money for you. Second jar is another 10% and it's for long-term savings. This is a saving for spending for big purchases like house and lot, vacation, medical funds. Well, my emergency fund is separate from this one, but you can start with that too. If you don't have your emergency fund yet, start with that. They say three months is good, but if you can do six months worth of your monthly expenses, that would be amazing. The third jar is at 55%, which is for necessities. So these are for basically rent, food, bills, etc. So the necessities, the essentials, right? and then education that's another 10 percent. so you can use this money for your coaching partnership fees um your mentoring um what else courses books right pretty much anything that adds value to your education and growth the fifth jar is my most favorite so as suggested it's 10 percent play jar um, i have increased the percentage in this one but Anyways, this is for spoiling yourself and your loved ones. um, Leisurely expenses without being guilty of spending your money thus encourages happy money. That's that's why this is my favorite because you know you've been like working your arse off, right? And why not enjoy your money? Yes, it's good to prepare for the retirement. But why would you wait for your retirement to happen before you enjoy your hard-earned money, right? And the last and the sixth jar is 5%, which is the give jar. So obviously, this is for charitable donations. For me, I also use this if I wanted to support a friend or a family member's um, startup business. So you can use this one too. It's basically you're giving it away. So again, it depends on where you're currently at. You don't need to start with the six jars already. You can start off with what you can for now and make incremental changes as you journey to your financial freedom, right? Okay, I got too excited. I'm extra passionate when it comes to this stuff. So myth number four, I'd rather spend my money on something else. No, absolutely no. This is definitely an unhappy money. Go back to our money jar system. Because once you have that, especially the play jar, no more guilt spending trips, right? Go back to that money jar system. (laughs) Myth number five, money is the root of all evil. Oh gosh, if you're a Filipino, you're very much aware of this myth from the elderly and or some religious constitutions. I mean, I respect their beliefs. I meant no offense, but again... This is a huge misconception about money in our culture. Money isn't bad or evil, okay? It is merely an amplifier. Again, it's an amplifier. Money won't necessarily improve your life, but it will amplify your existing behaviors. Again, existing behaviors. Remember the attitude, emotions, and other stuff we've been talking about earlier? Behavior isn't an exception. Money cannot buy happiness, but money certainly eases some of the discomfort in our lives, right? It's peace of mind. Meaning, the less worry and stress we have about money, the more time we have to be. Those are just some of the most common money myths we have just debunked. So, pat yourself on the back. (laughs) But how do we turn this unhappy money to happy money, though? I'll give you three steps first we can start off by being grateful if you're a constant in my show or in my content you may have heard it loads of time from me already gratefulness changes everything in Ken Honda's book he said instead of believing there is never enough you begin thinking I have all that I need and I'm so grateful for it all I am grateful for the work I do, the food I eat, the car I drive, and all the money I make. When money comes in, you know, you say thank you. Even when money leaves you, you can say it again. Thank you. Grateful for how the money served you or what it is bringing to you now. And I love that. It was a game changer for me. Big time. My money psych changed a lot. For the better, of course. I also believe that money is energy. So energy given is energy received. Sometimes, or most of the times, it's actually multiplied as well. Second, align your money with your values and convictions. So in the most recent episode, the the one before this one, I talked about values. So you may want to listen to that too. Thirdly, the actions you take. Yes, we can dream. Yes, we can assess. And yes, we can realign, but what are those if we won't take action, right? So what are you going to do after you dream, after you assess, after you realign? What are the actions? What are the next steps that you're going to do? So there you have it. So I'm not a financial expert, but I have been an advocate for financial literacy and freedom too. So I have my personal money coach, my money manager, and business mentors and coaches. So if you do not have access to advisors or mentors or coaches, then you can start with some quality books. You know, investment to yourself is always worth the shot. Some book records I'd like to leave you with if you wanted to jumpstart your money makeover and financial stuff are, of course, the book that we discussed earlier, Happy Money by Ken Honda. You can also check out the... Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Ah, Reach That Poor That by Robert Kiyosaki. This is one of the early books I've read. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Grams. Or if you wanted to check some local writers in the Philippines, we have plenty as well. So I'm just gonna mention some of the local writers um, I've read. I read No Nonsense Personal Finance by Randall Tiongson. Ching Tan's books. He's got lots of them as well. Um, Vic Garcia's books too. But of course, my bias recommendation is my trading mentor's book. It's How to YOLO Wisely by Nikki Horado. Best if you can seek help if you think you really need to go through many coaches and financial advisors who are dedicated in helping you with your finances. So I hope you got a lot of notes from today's episode. I had loads of fun curating and recording this for you and for myself as well. If you haven't already, subscribe and follow the show so you won't miss out on any new episodes. Leave a rating too. that will be a huge help for me as well as the other people that needs to hear what we talk about here, right? So they can also have access to the show. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with me today. This has been Convos in My Head by Deacon Tor. Bye! If you found value in this episode, please don't forget to rate it or leave me a message through anchor.fm slash heydesi. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. And with your permission, I may also include your voice message in my future episodes. Also, I do my uploads every Thursday. So make sure to subscribe or follow so you won't miss any future episodes. And if you're new to the podcast, when you have the chance, feel free to listen to my previous episodes as well. To see my passion projects or to connect and collaborate with me, head over to the link on the description. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. This is Convos in my head by T.E. Park.